For most of humanity, there's been a system of government where a small minority rules over the people. From emperors to monarchs to oligarchs, the will of the people, the desire for self-determination has been repressed. A group of visionaries envisioned a nation ruled by its citizens, one where leaders were chosen by its people to be held accountable. Hence, the United States of America was born. That dream of democracy has been defiled. We find today, our nation is run by a minority not held accountable to its people. Instead, special interests and money are the driving forces of our government. At Candidates Platform, we look to restore that vision. Our goal is twofold: to educate voters on the issues of the candidates running for local and state office, and to give the citizen the opportunity. To run for office by having a simple, intuitive, cost-effective place to manage their campaign. Let's work together to restore democracy to the people. Hello, hello. This is Diego signing on to the CP Show. Hope everyone is having a fantastic Saturday night. We are finally back from our、uh, short little hiatus there. Back and better as ever.、Um, as always, I am joined by my co-host Kathleen Gomez. How are you doing, Kathleen? I'm doing really well. Thank you, Diego. How are you doing? Good. Good to be back. I think we're、uh, definitely kind of missed it, and I'm excited to kind of、uh, done a lot of work over the last month to kind of、uh, figure out kind of the direction of a lot of things and and work on candidates' platforms. So I think it's good to be back and kind of get the ball kind of rolling again. Right, kind of. We decided we needed to kind of refocus ourselves and and、um, kind of remarket or rebrand what we were doing, and so we come back to you live with a kind of a, a a different kind of format. Not much, but going in a definite direction. Yeah, and so basically, for those who don't know, the the whole point of the CP show is is kind of、um, our way of. And getting out there and, and kind of documenting as well as interacting with people、um, who are interested in the candidates' platform and, and politics in general.、Um, the way we have with candidates' platform for those who are brand new is it's basically a, a initiative and a program that we're starting where we're going to basically create a marketplace on the internet. For people to go and discuss, and candidates to advertise their campaigns at the small local level. So, not your national leaders and stuff like that, but、um, at the local, county, city level, people who are running for those kind of positions. They have a place to basically connect and and have virtual town halls and, and recruit followers and interact with their、um, with their supporters in kind of a cohesive, natural, easy to use way over the internet. So,、um, kind of a Bring local campaigning kind of up into the 21st century. Exactly.、Um, you know, one of the hardest things we think is one of the saving things for our democracy is to get people who are not career politicians involved in the political process. And we're not saying that people should become career politicians. What we are saying is, though, that people should take, you know. Maybe four years and run for their local city council or their school board, where those those councils and those boards 
really impact your everyday life. And we really need regular citizens to get back in the picture because once once you get elected, people tend to just it's easier just to elect the person that they know because they oh they heard their name. But we think that what's going to be the same in grace is getting people to just just do one term, just get involved in the process and then, you know, go back to your to what you normally do. And and, and one of the things I think is important is that a lot of the times politicians, they're not business people. They're not people with kids in schools. They're tend to be older, they tend to be have more time, they're retired, and they run. And that isn't necessarily what is needed in something like a city council or a school board. And so we think if we make it through easier for people to actually enter the race, even if they decide six weeks before the election, hey, you know, nobody is running against John Doe, who's been elected four times, and this is going to be his fifth term a way in which they can do it easily without being overwhelmed. Yeah, I think that's a big, kind of a, a big point that we want to make is we're trying to make the elect electing process, um, electoral process, much more streamlined, much more approachable. Um, a big thing we've heard from both people who want to run as well as people who just would like to know more about voting is that there's a lack of access and there's these big you know, systemic barriers that someone has to get through. Um, the first one, obviously, is money. Um, do you have, it is a huge cost advertising through your newspaper and through TV or radio ads is exorbitantly expensive. And so a big thing we want to do is cut back on those prices. And so what we want to do is for the candidate who is running, they would have a monthly subscription fee with our service, and they can basically have what we call a candidate's page. And what they're going to do is they're able to put all of their link, all of their internet profiles. They can have, discuss and interact with people, um, regular people. It's free to use if you're just going to vote. And you can follow campaigns. You can interact with campaigns. You can request, you know, campaign material, like a sign for your yard, stuff like that. And so that's kind of the big thing is just to, to tear down those barriers um, and make the electoral process uh, just easier and more approachable for the everyday person. Exactly. And I think what candidates always, you know, when I do talk to people who are like, yeah, you know, I wanted to run for mayor because I'm just so tired of sales tax going up. And this guy, he's got no clue. He never ran a business is they're overwhelmed with, well, like, how do I do it? First of all, I'm not part of a Democratic Republican Party. So I don't have that kind of support right from the get go. Um, do, do I have to, you know, how do I create a website? I, you know, I'm busy with my everyday life and, and uh, working on my business or running my business. I don't think I'll have time to be able to create a website. And then I don't know anything about running for elections. So, you know, I don't even know what I need to do. And we feel that through Canada's platform, because through our experience, I've been working on campaigns since for probably 30 or 40 years. It hasn't changed. The process is the same. Um, we're going to be able to educate somebody who we're going to have a page or actually a, a place where people can go to find out what do I if I want to run, what do I need to do? Well, you know, you need to get signatures. You need to do this with the state. And then through our page, our platform, we'll be able to set you up where you can bring all your social media, um, 
and you'll have kind of like a one stop area where you can immediately start the process of running your campaign. It's not going to take you three weeks to figure out how to create a website. It's not going to take you more money to hire somebody to help you run a campaign. These are things that you can do yourself, but it hasn't been easy up until Canada's platform. And we think we've found the answer to all the issues or questions that somebody who's just a regular citizen might have or would have if they wanted to run in their local, regional, state, city, you know, elections. Another big thing I think we're also looking at and kind of working with is you have a lot of people, you know, especially now, it's hard to get, you know, grouped together to have a, um, to have a town hall or something of that sort. So, a big thing that we want to do is to be able to do things over the computer now, which is more and more becoming the norm. Um, being able to do these kinds of these things virtually is super important, just so that people can actually hear what you know these these short, uh, local politicians are are saying and what they want. And I mean, it's these are things that sometimes don't seem you know they definitely don't catch the ears of these long term things, and they're not. But if you're someone who perhaps wants more bike paths in your town. That's not decided by your governor. That's decided by your city council and your um, mayor, as well as in, on the county level, there's people at uh, those elections that just decide those kind of things. And a big thing we want to do is we want to be able to say, okay, who you can go and say, okay, well, I want to listen to the people running for my ward and see who is someone who is bike friendly, who's someone who's maybe talked about that. And if no one has, you have an easy way to reach out to them. You can send them a message and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm curious about what you think about, you know, this issue and, and would you be willing to support it? And then you can actually directly reach out to them. And that kind of is another barrier because if that's a simple question you have, maybe perhaps you don't have the time or the ability to go to some, find, figure out where they are to do some kind of campaign event and then ask them there. And because that, exactly. that can be kind of um, intimidating. So this, the entire program is really just based because we think that the more you know, the just the better the whole process is going to be. And, you know, I had tried to, back when I returned to my Cochise County, which is a large county, I had tried to create a, a town hall meeting. And finding a date and a time, you know, 8 o'clock on a Thursday or a Tuesday or Wednesday where everyone could attend was really difficult because I'd get half the people want a Tuesday, half the people want Friday or they're coming even maybe a hundred miles away. They want to find out who's running for the county or who's running for the state legislature. It was really difficult to find a time and a place where everyone could attend. And then if they couldn't attend, they weren't able to get the information. Even if, you know, we tried at the time to live stream, but technology wasn't quite there. But now, even though I still am somebody who likes to meet candidates personally and look in their eye, really the way of the future is going through the internet and the access is so much easier because you could do it 24 seven. Anytime that you want, you would be able to, to, to go and look at whoever's running for, let's say mayor of your city. Maybe there's two guys, four guys, you come on, and even if they have not become a participant or subscribed to our service, we would have a link where you could find more information. So at least you'd be able to say, okay, this is my zip code, and who's running for mayor, and those names would be pulled up. And that is a huge step in itself because 
unless somebody you know who's a local citizen has either been given an award by the Rotary Club or got a DUI, it's very hard to Google somebody who's not been involved in the process or has not been out there in the media. So finding out who's running, you would probably go to your attorney general's state site and you would have to go through layers. You know, it's like peeling an onion, you know, going through that layer and that layer and that layer and that layer to figure out where you could find out who was running because they would be all registered on the, on the, uh, the attorney general's website of your state. But this way we can, you know, and a lot of people get very discouraged. If you can't find the answer within 10, 15 minutes, you tend to give up. That's just kind of, you know, human nature. But by going on to your site, we'd be able to, you'd be able to find information with, you know, within a minute or so. And that just gives you more motivation to be able to look even further and go in and check out their site and see what's going on. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, that's kind of the biggest thing is, is that well, our, our dream and our goal is really to be able where you can, within 10 minutes, get all the information you need to know about who's running for whatever it is you're, you're curious about. Um, you know, everyone leaves busy lives and everyone has a lot going on and people don't really have the time to afford an hour of research to try and figure out, you know, to figure out who's, who's who. And that's the big thing is we want just ease of use so that you can get all this information quickly, easily, digestibly, so that you know when you're going into that vote, when you're going into that voting booth, you know who you're voting for. You know these names because that's something I always tell people. I always challenge them. And I say, hey, you know, um, go in and, and, you know, just if you can, I give you a hundred bucks if you can look at that thing and tell me a fact about every single person um, on that ballot. Just one one thing about them. And I, I don't think very many people would be able to, yeah. to I, I wouldn't know very many people a hundred dollars because it's, impo- it's impossible right now to, to find out all these people's names because there is no easy, simple way for people to find out. And, and I think that's also, you know, I, I, I remember the story of a young man who asked me, um, who should he vote for? And I said, what do you mean you don't know who to vote for? And he goes, well, I don't listen to cable news. I don't, um, you know, I, I, I don't read the paper. I just go on the Internet and I haven't been able, I, I don't know who to vote for. And I said, well, I said, and he was about 19 years old at the time. And I looked at him and I said, well, what do you do on the Internet? Where do you get your news? He goes, oh, various various websites like Wired or Cracked or whatever these different names are, which don't necessarily give you both sides. They have their particular agenda. So I said, he asked me, do you think I should vote if I don't know who I'm voting for? And I thought really long about it. And, you know, one of the worst, I think it was John F. Kennedy said that one of the worst things that can happen is to have an uneducated voter vote because you really are kind of doing a crapshoot. You just go in, what are you going to base your decision on? Somebody's name that you, oh, I know Browns. I know a couple of Browns versus, you know, uh, Wagners. I guess I'll vote for Brown. That's not what we should be doing. We should be going into that voting booth as a citizen of democracy and know who the person is and what they stand for. So to me, 
I think we should all be concerned about the fact going into a, a voting booth and not knowing who you're voting for is really, that's just not, not what the process is about. And I'll say one more story. In my county, there was this, uh, there's a thing called the Arizona Public Corporation or Commission, and they set utility rates. And Everyone complained year after year after year about the utility rates and they were increasing and this was happening. Well, everyone always elected this one guy from our from our area. And I asked them once, why do you vote for him? He's the guy that's setting these terrible, you know, rates. They go, well, you know, how bad can he be? His name is Paul Newman. And I looked at him, I said, you're judging that? You're voting on somebody because... You know the actor? How can you connect those two together? But that's how people do it. You know, name recognition. Oh, Paul Newman, how bad can he be? Well, I mean, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, and, and you can't really blame people because there isn't that, um, really, that knowledge and that information out there. And um, actually, it's kind of um, a great segue into another project we're working on. Um, so obviously, Campus Platform is is our is the web is the website, and that's going to be where people can go to find out everything they need to know about a candidate, and that's where candidates can go to campaign on digitally. But another big thing we're doing is we're starting the the Know Your Vote initiative, and what that is about is essentially a uh, it's a non not for profit where we believe everyone was going on in 2018. 2016 as well, and then 2020, and you know, get out to vote and bring out the vote, and everyone was registering people and, and getting everyone to vote. And well, all that's great. Is a voter who knows nothing about any candidates is that really necessarily better than not voting? Because I and that's just that would be my my question to anyone is is if you're just randomly picking names out of the hat, is that is that better than not even bothering to vote? I personally don't think so because yeah, at that point, you're just at a toss-up. You're pay you're not picking, voting for people who the, everyone believes will do the best job. It's just at that point, kind of random luck. And so the Know Your Vote initiative is, yes, it's important to get out the vote, but it's equally, if not more important, to know your vote. And so our whole thing is we want to help increase voter education, not just turnout, so that we can have the, more voters, but also more educated voters. And and that's a very important factor because, you know, to small towns, uh, people get involved in voting for the president and for Congress, your House of Representatives and your senator, which is definitely important. Don't get us wrong. We're not saying that it's not. But on your everyday life, those people who are voted into positions that raise your property taxes, that decide whether or not you're going to be able to keep your kids after a divorce, what kind of alimony you would get, or the city council who will decide whether or not you can put a carport um, in your parking in front of your house, or if you can have chickens in your backyard. Um, school boards, you know, I, I think people would be really shocked they don't think about it, the kind of massive budgets that school boards have. I, I'll just use for an example, my hometown of 16,000 people has a $22 million budget. Now, yes, some of that money comes from the government, but a lot of that money is raised through property taxes. And when you have a small community that 
industry has left. Basically, people are just hanging in there, you know, but check to check. And, you know, the school board decides, well, we need to have new books and we need to have a new bus and we need to hire some new teachers and we need to get some library books. They look at property taxes in the way in which to fund those kinds of things. And so when you have a town that might be strapped and, you know, elderly people are on such a fixed budget where they can barely, you know, afford their medicine. If you increase the property tax, even by $80 a month, doesn't sound like a lot, but to a lot of families, that can mean the difference between feeding their cat, feeding their dog, or getting their medicine that they need. So people need to understand that down, what do they call it? Ballot, down voting, down ballot is sometimes if not as important, more important in your everyday life, because this is the, these are the people you elect are definitely going to impact you day to day. I mean, if you have children, the bus service that they use, the teachers they hire, the curriculum your kids are going to learn, whether or not, you know, they're going to pass out condoms in the school. Those are all things that these people decide on. And if you just say, well, you know, ah, what does it matter? Well, it matters quite a bit. And even if you don't have children, you're still going to pay into the system. So it's in everyone's interest to be involved and to know who these people are. And yes, it does take time, but democracy takes time. Yeah. I mean, and, and really that's kind of the, the big thing is, is that it's, it's not, you know, there is people that need to obviously know more about, but we also, like you were saying earlier, we need more people run kind of and at those local positions that's where you can make the biggest difference and it is something where laws change you don't notice it as much uh, but laws change dramatically state to state and then even county to county i mean one thing is if you look at it the way kind of the adoption system is set up is a perfect example of how despite being one country we live up under very very different rules so one state can have completely different ways of doing adoptions where I know in Arizona, um, once you give out your child up for adoption, you have three days to kind of rescind that. And then after that, you lose your rights. Now, not necessarily the adoption might not go through, but you've lost after three days your parental rights on your child. In many other states, you can have a much longer time to do so. And so that's something that kind of just to kind of explain where if you maybe perhaps want to standardize or change the laws in your state to make it easier to adopt, that's a perfect way of where you can get involved at the county and state and local levels to get those changes implemented. That's right. And yeah. Another big thing we want to do with the, the Know Your Vote initiative is we do want to also bring new kind of new types of people into politics because politics the people who run for office especially at the county and local level tend to be older tend to be wealthier tend to be kind of more um kind of of the 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 local status quo if you will or local establishment so they tend to be you know the business owners and stuff like that and so a big thing is is that and that is important you do need to have those those experiences However, also, I think, you know, you do need to have people who maybe were not the business owner, but I think, you know, perhaps the cashier who worked at a, a local restaurant for 30 years, those kind of people. 
And right now it is um, very cost inhibitive, even with us to to run a big thing. We want to do is we want to be able to fund scholarships for for people to run where they could actually we could actually help subsidize their um, fees on Canada's platform. And so then they can actually run with little to no upfront costs of themselves, because we do believe that it's not just about everyone having a more educated vote, but it's having more educated candidates as well and more varied type of candidate. Exactly. Now, we're going to take a little bit of a break Mm -hmm. and we'll come back with the rest of what our idea is on how we can make the system and democracy better. For most of humanity, there's been a system of government where a small minority rules over the people. From emperors to monarchs to oligarchs, the will of the people, the desire for self-determination has been repressed. A group of visionaries envisioned a nation ruled by its citizens, one where leaders were chosen by its people to be held accountable. Hence, the United States of America was born. That dream of democracy has been defiled. We find today... Our nation is run by a minority not held accountable to its people. Instead, special interests and money are the driving forces of our government. At Candidates Platform, we look to restore that vision. Our goal is twofold. To educate voters on the issues of the candidates running for local and state office and to give the citizen the opportunity to run for office by having a simple, intuitive, cost-effective place to manage their campaign. Let's work together to restore democracy to the people. Uh, hello, welcome back from our little break. Um, I am again Diego, one of your hosts, and I have my co-host here, Kathleen Gomez from the CP Show. Hello, how's Hi. everyone? <laughs> And um, basically what we're going over is we're going over what we're trying to do. So everything we, we're trying to do at Canada's platform, as well as the Know Your Vote initiative. Um, and then the other big thing we're doing is we're obviously we're doing the CP show. We kind of rebranded and restructured. So what this show is really all about is we're going to actually have people who are running in local offices. We're going to have them on the show for little segments. They're going to talk a little bit about who they are. What they're running for, um, what they're, where they're running, what position they're running for, and what the big important issues are that they want to change. And I think it'll be really interesting because even you know the same position across two different states is going to have radically different needs and, and kind of focuses. So a you know councilman for a, a city in Wyoming, say, is going to be radically different than perhaps Florida or New York State or California. Um, they're obviously going to have different political needs and stuff like that. So our, what we want to do is, one, bring more um, kind of attention to them and their campaigns. But also, I think it never hurts to, I think a big problem we have in this country is, is we don't understand um, kind of where other people are coming from. We can only really perceive people who have the same issues and troubles we do. And so we just can't, you know, when, when we hear about other people and their issues, we can't really connect because we just don't know what they are. And right. so another big thing is maybe these people aren't running in your state even, or, or you can't vote for them. But it's good just to hear what they have to say and what they're trying to do, because then you can understand, okay, 
well, maybe people in this area, this is what this is what is important to them. You know, perhaps someone on the Mexican border is going to exactly. talk a lot more about immigration, whereas someone in Iowa is going to be more about farming. And I think it's good to to understand the, the, what kind of their issues are. And, and I think that's key because, you know, I, I think we can all kind of agree that national media and even sometimes your, you know, your your big state media are not really reflective of what the everyday guy is thinking of or everyday woman. And when you hear the stories of maybe what be happening on the Mexican border versus, you know, maybe what's happening with agriculture or water in Iowa, um, you know, you'll hear from people who are living there and going through the experience, which is something you won't get in mainstream media. And I think that that's key in this time and era that we're in, that we actually have some kind of vehicle that we can hear actual personal experience and personal stories. I think that might make us all a little bit more tolerant and maybe say, well, you know what? I had never thought of it that way. Or, you know, they make a good point. I, I didn't know it. it affected the people that way. And so maybe there's some room, some hope for some tolerance and some ability to see a different viewpoint. Yeah. And that's, that's the biggest thing is, you know, at the end of the day, everyone is kind of just trying to do, I think genuinely everyone is trying to do the right thing by um, for themselves and their community. And like you said, with the national thing, we're, they're obviously they're advancing the goals of the country as a whole, but there are still, you know, the needs and wants of the local community as well. And that's equally important. So just like we said, just to understand what someone else is going through, I think it gives you a new perspective. And I don't think it will change your mind necessarily um, about it, but at least you can understand where, where someone's coming from. And so that's why I would say if, you know, someone asks, well, why should I tune in on a candidate that I can't vote for? I would say just tune in so you can understand what candidates like that are fighting for, because you never know at some point, you know, it, it could change and and we you could have to be in a similar situation. So understanding kind of the the needs, because it, 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 we're not, no one is in a vacuum, no one is in a void or a bubble. So the issues of someone in one state will eventually, you know, fan out and affect you in your state and then vice versa. So that that's kind of the big thing that we want to do is be able to highlight a variety of people. So we will be picking people who are from a variety of different um, types of places, so rural and urban, um, bigger cities, smaller cities. We'll be picking people um, in farming communities as well as border communities, as well as um, obviously urban cores. And um, I just recommend everyone just 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 to take some time and then listen to those people because these people, um, you know, what they're doing because you know you're not going to make it rich at the local level. So these, no. these are the true public servants where they're taking you know they're sacrificing their time and their day to run to try and make uh, the country a better place. And, and these are the people that are are not ideological demagogues these are just your neighbors who want to do give back to the community and you know it could be something as simple as you know say a small town decides that you you know for for reasons of sanitary or whatever or noise 
you're not going to allow chickens and you're not going to allow cows within the city limits. All of a sudden, a new mayor comes in and he decides, you know what? I've always had chickens. I'm just going to kind of passively go ahead and pass a law ordinance that allows chickens in this in the town. And then all of a sudden you're waking up to hearing roosters and all that. And you realize, my God, what happened? And you find out that this mayor has decided because of his own personal needs that he changed the law. And so these are the kinds of things that we're hoping that by listening to Canada's platform and kind of overcoming this attitude that, oh, you know, politics is just politics is everywhere, but I don't care about it, and I don't like it, and I'm not going to get involved. Well, you know, if you listen to Canada's platform and you listen to these people who are running for these local elections, you come to understand it's not such a difficult process. It can enlighten you to understand, well, as you're listening to how the process works, I can go down to city council and lodge a complaint, or I can go on the internet, or I can go to the candidate who's running against this mayor and say, hey, do you know this is going on and what do you think about it? So you become not necessarily having to run for office, but you can become involved in the process and change things. I think a lot of nowadays, I think a lot of people feel that it's just so huge this political process that nobody understands that they can have an impact on a very small level that can make a big change and so by listening to our show may we feel i feel that it'll help you overcome this fear or this overwhelming feeling like you know i just there's nothing i can do so why should i even care why should i vote well if you listen to what's going on at your local level, you're going to see that it's really not that encumbersome. It's really not that difficult to become involved. And exactly. Um, I would love also as well, you know, if, if you are curious about uh, running for office, to, to tune into the show and listen to how other people are doing it, because that's the best way to, to kind of get those experiences is hear from the horse's mouth exactly how it is for them to run. So we're going to go into all that. We're going to talk about, you know, the the problems they've had running, the things that they, they really enjoy, the things they don't like. Um, obviously, we're going to have a full, this is going to be, we're going to do interviews with them and kind of just go over, because I think a big thing is, is, is the election process or the, the process of campaigning is kind of mystified. And it's kind of seen by a majority of people, of, oh, well, only the people who are, you know, political will run for office and, you know, it's not for the everyday person. And and that's the thing is, I think a big reason why is because you don't hear from people running about what they have to do. And and especially now, and especially with once, um, once we get candidates platform running is it won't be very hard because it'll be no different than managing your own Facebook profile. Exactly. So, so And towards candidates platform, that's really what we want to do with kind of the interaction. So a big thing about it is this isn't just a infographics, you know, kind of page where you can just kind of get, you know, answers and just kind of, you know, get kind of research from them. This is an interactive experience. So it's the camp candidate interacting with potential voters and vice versa. So it's not static. It's something that flows back and forth, the information, because what would not be better than for you to inspire someone running, 
you say, oh, well, you know, here's a problem I'm having, and, and this is something I want to look at. And he, he might say, well, you know, I, I didn't even know this was an issue, and I think this should be changed. And, and now you have actually, while not running yourself, you've actually kind of got your issue on the ballot. Because if that person wins, he's going to say, okay, well, I've talked to this person, and this is an issue, and this is something I have a problem with. And I'm going to go ahead and, and, you know, put policies in effect or put, you know, ordinances in effect to address that issue. Um, and, and I can't think of a, a, a more, you know, a better way to do that than, than to be able to interact with uh, people, you know, when they're, when they're actually campaigning, because that's when they need you. And so that's when, well, once they won, you know, they, they've already won. They don't have to do what you're, you know, listen to you really or do what you, what you uh, request. But when they're campaigning, they, they want to listen to you. They want to hear the needs. And they always you know, do. But that's kind of the best time to approach someone is when they're campaigning. And you can always hold them accountable because, you know, they may have sent you a message through the Internet or they may have spoken to you. And, you know, it, it, it's much easier. I, I hate to say it, but it's true. It's much easier to reach and talk to people on the Internet than it is to to set a time to go down and meet them at the, you know, at the local coffee shop or whatever, because, you know, their main goal is to try to reach out to as many people that moment as they possibly can. So it's unfortunate, you know, I'm from the baby boomer age. I'd much rather, you know, press, shake hands and, and look into somebody's eyes. But unfortunately now with the way things are, there's just not time in the, in the schedule to be able to do that. I mean, they do have meet and greets, but they're becoming, unfortunately, fewer and fewer. So, unfortunately, for someone my age, this is this is the route that's going to be able to give you direct access and be able to speak to the candidate and, you know, and in a sense, be as involved as you want to be. Um, again, this is something you can do if you're working at two jobs or you have a long day and, you know, you come home and you take a nap, you make dinner, you take a nap and you wake up at two o'clock in the morning and you think, God, I can't go back to sleep. Well, you can go on Canada's platform and you can find all the information. So it's 24-7, which is something that Unfortunately, everybody now lives in that kind of a schedule, 24-7. There's really no downtime. So this is going to be accessible to you whenever you feel that you want to sit down and open your laptop and figure out who you're going to vote for, there it would be. But, and I always thought it was funny that, you know, if you, if you sat down, you know, in, 20, in the year 2021, and if you, you were to go and think about what do you do, what is done the same way from 2021 as 1950? And there's not a lot that's done the same way. You know, almost every aspect of your life has changed. The way you work, the way you drive, the way the food you eat, everything, you know, we've had new technology that has shaped, you know, the way we interact, especially. Um, more and more, you know, whether it's, it was kind of the home telephone and then it became, you know, cell phones and then it became social media, everything has changed. But the thing that hasn't changed was, was campaigning, you know, uh, uh, if you were campaigning for Trump or Biden, you were campaigning the same way you would be campaigning for uh, Dwight Eisenhower, mm-hmm. knocking on doors, you know, passing uh, people at stores, stuff like that. And I always thought that was kind of insane that despite having, you know, changed all the other ways we do everything, whether we do business, the way we interact, we still are campaigning by sending, you know, 
18 year olds to knock on people's doors. And the thing of the matter is, is we live in a, you know, a much less friendly world than we did in the 50s. And so a lot of people don't really want to open their doors and talk to strangers about politics, especially younger people. And so that's the thing is, is that, you know, if you're running for an office, you have to go where people are. And as millennials are now slowly, you know, becoming the majority of people of Americans alive. And now we're going to have, you know, Generation Z and generate and and also Generation X, you know, you have to approach those people the way that they live their lives. And, And especially Gen Z going into the future and millennials as well, they consume news and media through the computer. They don't watch CNN or Fox. They don't watch TV. They go and get it through Twitter. They go and get it through, you know, um, the morning brew, something like that. And that's kind of where you need to focus, refocus your campaigning because you need to look at it as, okay, I need to get them where they want to be, where they're going to consume it. And they're not going to consume it the way that their grandparents did. No. That's the thing is if you, you know, a lot of people want to stick to kind of the same tried and true method. And, um, you know, what's the definition of insanity? You're trying to, you know, do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. If you go and all you do is campaign traditionally through physical, you know, doors, stuff like that, the only people that will open their doors to you are going to be the grandparents, the boomers, the, the <laughs> silent generation. They'll do it, but you're not going to get anyone younger. And, you know, you, so you're losing out on a huge potential voting crowd. So you have to, in the way we campaign has to be modernized, has to, you know, update with the times because unfortunately you're not going to get new results with um, doing the same thing you've been doing for the last 50 years. And I, and I do agree with that. I mean, the knocking door to doors wasn't easy back then because I did a lot of that. But, you know, you knock on the door and then you would leave a little plastic bag with information. A lot of times, even back then, it would get thrown in the garbage. But even now, it definitely doesn't get looked at. You know, I'm always amazed how much direct mail goes in. And I can't tell you every time I look at somebody who opens it, and they're even baby boomers, whatever, you know, they see this direct mail campaign for whoever, whatever candidate, it goes right in the garbage. And that piece of printed material costs quite a bit to mm-hmm. to make and to to send through the post. So it, it is definitely, um, this is going to be a cheaper way in which candidates can reach people. And also, I mean, it just makes so much more economical sense. And, 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 and in a sense, the foot, what do they call it? The footpath or the footprint that yeah, is left is much friendlier. Yeah, yeah environmental. Um, think of how, you know, how it kind of looks negative, you know, across the board, everyone is, you know, kind of agreeing that, you know, we need to be better to the environment, regardless of what you, your stance on, you know, climate change and whatnot is, you know, that we, why cut down trees when you don't need to? Why use ink on paper? And that's the big thing is, is that people don't look at it the same way anymore. And we, you know, people, will, when they do that, I think in a lot of ways it hurts because I know some of my friends, you know, and myself even, you know, if I look at something wasteful, I have a negative impression of it. Right. It's, you know, it's like, oh, well, what a waste. This guy, you know, printed, you know, printed all this. 
and I, I'm not, I'm not going to read this. And, and that's the thing is, is that your car, your footprint going on the internet is way better. So it's, it's, there, there really is no, you know, I mean, I hate to sound, you know, dramatic about it, but it really is. There's, there's no negative to updating this because I, I'll put it this way is my, my 90 year old grandmother is fantastic with Facebook and gets way more likes than I do. So if she can, you know, if our nine year olds can operate, um, That's social true. media, you know, I really don't think anyone's getting left behind, you know? <laughs> right. And then let's not, let's mention robot calls, right? Yeah. Who answers those anymore? And yet a lot of people pay a lot of money. That's very expensive. Uh, process in which to try to get you connected to the voters. And it, I just don't think it works at it, all. I never did annoying. think it works. It it's very annoying and it makes you even, again, come away with a negative attitude or, you know, feeling towards a person who's calling you 20 times a day. And, and that's, I think, the other thing is, is that we, we as, as, as people now, we're inundated so much with people contacting us. I mean, I don't know how many calls I get now from my area code offering me everything under the sun. I mean, I've gotten warranty warranty offers. I've gotten, apparently I, the IRS is going to send the FBI after me in any second. I mean, you know, I've been getting these calls all the time. And I think that that's the thing is people don't want to be, have, you know, information or, or, or things shoved down them. What they want to be able to do is to be able to go somewhere on their time when they decide to do it. I mean, look at, you know, look at Netflix um, and streaming movies and, and TV shows now. It's not, people don't want to have to go at Saturday at, you know, 5 p.m. to watch their show every week. They want to be able to watch it whenever they want to watch. And I think that's the thing is, is we've, as people, we've gotten used to the idea of it's on demand. And I think we need to get politics on demand. That's true. Ultimately, that's really what it is. Politics is to serve the people, and it should be on the people's time. Exactly. And I think also, you know, when you look at the cost, like local local politics or local elections can't afford your local TV campaigns, but say you're running for state senator or state legislature, the amount of money you have to raise to run a couple of ads in the newspaper is astronomical. I mean, it could be as much if you wanted to say like Albuquerque News, it could be $2,000 for three or four spots in a newspaper, depending on whether it's Sunday was usually the highest circulation or Wednesday, which is another kind of day that people want to buy the paper. Um, or, I mean, and then if you talk about television, that's even more, that's even crazier as far as the amount that you have to pay. So, in some kind of way, we think we could try to get the politics or the money out of politics by making a more economical, cheaper way in which to get your, your message out there. We're not going to charge these kind of rates. I mean, we're going to be cheaper by the month than you could even have two ads in a newspaper, in a local newspaper. So our goal also down the road is to try to get the money out of politics. So instead of seeing, you know, where you're inundated with these commercials that go on and on and all they are is negative, negative, negative. I have yet to see a positive campaign ad. Um, to be able to, to reduce that and, and, and have people say, you know what, I don't, that's so much money spent, even for like, I think a state, um, somebody running for a state office, it could be, you know, 
$100,000 that you try to put aside to do this. Wouldn't it be great if people just knew all you have to do is go on the Internet. You could find all the information you want. You didn't have to deal with the negativity of a campaign ad, but you could just go right to the horse's mouth and find out for yourself what that person is going to do. Yeah. And, and that's really the thing is, is that the Ultimate Day Cannabis Platform is a project to you know, the relatively lofty people will want to really kind of change for the better the way things are done. Because, you know, when you run for office and you have to pay these big bills, you have to ask people for money. And when you're asking someone for money, it's with the understanding, you know, the unofficial understanding that you will do things that they like and approve of. And so you're now just before you're out of the gate, you're now beholden to special interest groups. And I think that's, you know, what everyone has realized is the big, big problem with politics is that right out the get-go, everyone is kind of bought by special interest groups. And, and at the local level, in some ways, it's kind of worse because it's by local special interests, which have very direct, you know, clear benefits. So, for example, a grade one is there's... um. There's this town in Arizona, and there is a cutoff. Essentially, it's, it's a border town, and you can take the main kind of the main highway in, or you can take the this cutoff that kind of takes you kind of towards the border. And I remember there was um, um, there was a, someone who owned a gas station that was on the main road to go in, and he wanted basically to essentially close that road down so everyone had to drive by his gas station and that would inconvenience a lot of people because it's a much longer path now think of all the you know gas station owners across the country now there's someone who could probably spare a couple thousand dollars for a campaign but they're going to want a very direct thing and that may be negative to the ease of life of people and so if you remove that financial burden for people to run that really is going to open up much you know a, a much more honest and clean election system at the local and county level exactly that is so true because once you give and once you take when you give the money to somebody who's running you have an expectation and once you take that money then you are accountable to give back in some kind of way for the money that got you elected so you're you know you're constantly in somebody else's what is the word I want to use um, in their pocket I guess yeah. you know you're accountable to them because they're the one that gave you the five thousand dollars and may have let you buy so many ads that got you elected and they will hold you accountable for that and they will remind you all the time you know and if it wasn't for the money I gave you you wouldn't be here where you are right now yeah and there really isn't the accountability on local and you know when you think of of your your national level you know think of you know trump and biden has you know entire news channels and entire you know political parties but essentially holding every little thing they do under a microscope um and same thing with your you know your senators and your representatives you know i i think cinema can't can't go anywhere without people you know scrutinizing what she's doing and looking at her so with at the local level, you have none of that spotlight on people. So it's more important, I think, at the local and state level to really be um, on people, kind of on you know, the candidates and be on them 
to make sure to hold them honest and accountable. And I'm not saying that most, almost all of them are, but there is that, you know, just once you disincentivize special interests in these local elections, that's when you're going to get um, a much fairer and cleaner system. Exactly. And I think what I hope, too, is that once people can see how easily it is to get involved, that they stay involved, that they then follow the candidate or then the elected official and make sure that they are doing the right thing because they'll know, hey, you know what, if he's not going to do what he said he's going to do, I it's not that hard to get involved or get touched or, or figure out who's maybe going to run against him or maybe I'll run against him because if you take away this huge myth of this idea that the the process of running is just so encumbersome and costly and it's just too much time. I think a lot of people will be turning to, you know what, you know, it's not so bad to get involved, especially if you can see change that you've directly been involved in. It kind of will motivate you to keep being involved even if it even if you're just following the candidates or you're just you know maybe you're going to encourage somebody hey you know somebody your neighbor's a really good person they know their stuff they may be a leader in that field and maybe you get involved and say you know what he should run and i know a way and then you go to them and you say hey you know joe you or jane you should run they go oh well you know it's just too much trouble and i go well no it's not there's an easy way to do it and there's a way in which you can make an impact. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, that's, that's the thing is I would love for, for just as many people as possible to run because, and, and as many people as possible, obviously, to, to vote and, and kind of use our platform to make knowledgeable votes because that's the thing is that if you're picking, you know, the best out of, you know, 10 different people versus out of maybe two or, or just one, you know, you're going to be able to pick the person that's best and you're going to be able to kind of coalesce and, you know, find someone who knows, you know, who knows what they're doing and is someone who's competent and not corrupt. And, and that's the thing is, is that we need to, at the local level, we need to kind of bring it more to the forefront because it gets drowned out by the federal level. And make no mistake, that's hugely important. But... We need people to really talk at, at the local level because that's kind of, you know, I mean, every national issue can is, is also affected at the local level. I mean, if you want to take, for example, you know, take the, the police brutality issue, sheriffs are elected, you know, and, and those are county positions. Um, your police chief is, a, is, is appointed by the mayor. Um, in most places. So those kind of, that's something that's, you know, a big national level. It's not just like you were saying, you know, it's not just chickens and zoning laws and property taxes. It's these big, you know, important issues. Um, liquor, it's liquor licenses get, get decided at the local level. Um, the ability to have, you know, um, an abortion clinic. Those are all things that are, you know, again, it is, yes, federally legal or not, but when it comes down to it, how easy it is to get a bar in your neighbor in your neighborhood is going to come down to your councilman. And if you have, if you're not paying attention to that, well, you know, you're going to get what you're going to get because it's going to be, it's, it's, you have no say in it. You have no ability to control it because it's, and it's not necessarily your fault because it's just 
way too hard to uh, uh, to find any information out at the moment. And and in kind of summing up what you said, Diego, it really is this: if you do not get involved, you give the power for someone else to get involved and make decisions that are going to impact your life. So it is in your best interest to be as involved as you can. And we feel the Canada's platform will make it very easy for you to be involved and to be knowledgeable about what's going on in your local politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do think we're kind of um, running up to the out end of the hour. Um, so I just kind of wanted to you know, thank everybody for listening and, and we appreciate the, the support from everyone. We, we have gotten a lot of, you know, people um, reaching out over Facebook and, and whatnot. And, and, you know, so many people have, have said such you know, wonderful things about about our project. And, and we're very, very excited going forward over the next year um, to try and get this thing up and running. We're going to be doing um, a limited trial next year. And then our goal is in 2044 to have every election that is, wants to be there essentially using our system. Um, and so we're very optimistic. We're very excited. Um, we really do think this will be a big improvement um, for the country and for the people of the country. So uh, we, we wouldn't be able to do it without everyone's support and um, without everyone, you know, um, with their continued support. We're very, very thankful for that. So we hope everyone has a, a fantastic rest of their Saturday night. Thank you for spending the last hour listening to us kind of go over what we want to do. Um, I hope you like it and I hope to uh, see you again in two weeks. Exactly. We'll come with some more information and just please stay involved, stay interested, and you can make the difference. Well, I hope everyone has a good night and we'll see you next time.